On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. One of a kind opinions, big name guests, the teams you care about every 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 day. It's the Ron Johnson Show, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now. Welcome to the Ron Johnson Show. I'm your host, Ron Johnson. On today's show, we're going to have Spice Adams, as most of you may know, internet guru, uh, does it all. But what you don't know is some of the cool things that Spice did before he became social media famous. We're also going to talk Final Four. It's all over. The confetti fell. The winners were crowned. Some people liked it. Some people hoped it would have been Kansas. I mean, sorry, UNC, but, you know, it's how it goes. But first, a word from our sponsors. All right, NBA fans, are you looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA? Then you need to try the award-winning app, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and, I, and we know you will too. It's easy to use. You can pick two to five players and then an over and under in their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, and it's that easy. Prize Picks offers a variety of options. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of, from points scored to rebounds to even steals. And Prize Picks doesn't just offer NBA. They offer options for college basketball, college football, NFL, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. Call to action for a limited time. Prize Picks is an exclusive no-brainer for an offer for all of our users. Users get $50 for free. If a player in the first prize picks entry scores a single point, you must use the code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available on Locked On fans. Sign up today and use the code NBA for $50 for free. If a player in your prize picks entry scores a single point. Well, now as we jump into the show, we're going to talk a little bit about the final four and my personal opinion on it. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. You got to think about the, uh, the duality of the women's versus the men's game. You know, you got the men's game, super serious, super dialed in. And then the women's took a lighter side to some of the commentary. We talked about bird and Tarasi yesterday. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I, I think that they told the line. Uh, they got a ton of Twitter mentions Their Their mentions were, were through the roof. I think that's what the dump or the uh, NCAA was thinking of. And when you think about the women's versus the men's as well, you got to look at South Carolina, the storyline last year, Aaliyah Boston. I mean, that's for me, that was her redemption. You know, she missed the shot to beat Stanford last year in the final four and Stanford goes on to be the national champion. So if she makes that shot, South Carolina probably wins last year and they're back to back. Aaliyah Boston this year dominates, ends up winning the game. Dawn Staley's up there. She's on the podium. So I love that aspect of it. And then the men's, I mean, you got Duke versus North Carolina. That's, you couldn't have asked for a better story. You know, the fact that Duke and North Carolina's history, 100 games, you know, Coach K is going to finish 50 and 50 in his career. I mean, that's what what movies are made of. I mean, I, I definitely see this being a movie down the road at some point. And then when you think about the change within Kansas to North Carolina, North Carolina comes out, guns blazing, you know, hitting on all cylinders. Kansas can't really get it going. Besides the first play, the first play, Kansas drew it up perfect. You know, pick, pass, pick, pass, pop, knock the three down. Everybody's like, oh, here we go. This Kansas fast-paced offense, North Carolina, is not going to be able to handle it well. Armando Baycott said, nah, I got something to do with this. 
And you think about Armando Baycott, the toughness. He's limping around pregame. He's limping around during warm-ups. And then all of a sudden, we know what they do. You give him a shot in the ankle. You do something to numb it up a little bit, and the kid goes. Well, 30-something seconds left in the game. He hurts his ankle again. And I think that was the change in the game. You know, I even like the fact that Kansas didn't try to score. But before we talk more about Kansas trying to score, I got to bring my producer in, Sam Ekstrom. Sam, Kansas did not try to score as North Carolina had four guys. It was four on five. And in sports, sportsmanship doesn't always happen on the court. It happens off the court. Uh, you don't see in-game guys kind of take it easy when they realize, well, hey, this dude's hurt. Let's see if we can get him up the court. Because Kansas easily could have dumped it down low to the big fella, uh, McCormick. And um, he, had a, he had a guard on him. You know, and then if he kicks it out, there's only four guys to defend five. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, McCormick had the two biggest shots in the game. I mean, he was unstoppable even when there were five defenders. So to think that they couldn't have scored there, um, they definitely could have. But they were in a weird position, too. I think there were about 38 or so seconds left. Shot clock differential was like 15 seconds. So they might have said, well, we're up one. Let's kill some time here. I think they kind of got caught in that mentality not really realizing that we've got a huge advantage and we should capitalize on it. Um, it ended up working out for Kansas, obviously. I thought UNC's final two possessions were frantic, disorganized. Um, everybody was kind of trying to be the hero when what they needed was a clean look or maybe even go for a two and then the foul game. Um, but the, the way UNC battled, I mean, not only to lose that lead, but then to go down by six, come back, and then retake the lead, they've got a couple guys banged up. They really battled. I felt bad for them, honestly. I know it's hard to feel bad for UNC when they're a blue blood. <laughs> they've got championships under their belt. They're in this position all the time. But I felt bad for them. I felt bad for, for the head coach. I felt bad for the players that were playing hurt. And uh, they came up one shot short. Well, I mean, here's the storyline. So Kansas wins 72 to 69. We know that. Remy Martin, though, number 11 off the bench, 14 points. I mean, he was an absolute, you know, fire that they had to light. And then you got David McCormick, of course, the big 6'10", 250 pounder with 15 points, 10 rebounds. Christian Braun, though, 12 points, 12 rebounds. He, for me, I mean, the way he plays 6'7", silky smooth, guard forward, um, he was just a difference maker that stayed in the game the entire time. But then, of course, you go over to the UNC side. They blew a 15-point lead. Armando Baycott, 15 and 15. Uh, there's three 15s. There may be something in the numbers. Uh, we'll talk Spice about that. No, I'm joking. Spice has a former teammate who loves numbers. We're not going to jump into that one. Uh, RJ Davis, 15 points, 12 rebounds. Caleb Love, 13 points. And then Puff Johnson. I love the name. I mean, Puff Johnson. I, I mean, that sounds like one of my uncles. But Puff Johnson, 11 points off the bench. I don't know if you saw the whole game, but he got punched in the stomach at one point. That was another, like, sportsmanship type. And maybe Kansas was paying it forward because, well, no, that was Kansas twice doing it because Puff Johnson gets punched in the stomach. They're coming down. The Kansas player is pointing to Puff to let the ref know, hey, something's not right. This kid is over here killed over on the ground, spitting up on the court, uh, where he could have been like, hey, let me get the ball. I got a wide open three. Uh, but, you know, you just saw time in and time out. Uh, my favorite moments, and I'll, and I'll get yours from that, Sam. My favorite moments in March Madness were St. Peter's Cinderella story. They beat Kentucky. They beat Murray State. They beat Purdue. They get blown out, though, by UNC 69-49, and that's when the pumpkin, you know, the carriage turned back into a pumpkin. I like the Leah Boston's redemption story as I started off in the open. Uh, she lost to Stanford 66-65. to 65. She cried all over national TV. 
And then she gets 11 points and 16 rebounds against Utah, UConn. Uh, they, they, Paige Beckers could not really get going early. It took her some time. And then Coach K's storyline for me, that's like, I'll never forget that. That for me is the best. And what about your moments? I think the best game in March Madness was the double overtime NC State and UConn in the women's. The It's a go to the final four. I thought that was easily the the top game. It was probably even a little better than, than UNC Duke, just play for play. I've got a dog here who's excited about it too. Um, I, I tell you what. That was a, that was an epic basketball game with the way that NC State hit the three, sent it on to double OT. Paige Beckers barely missed, and she's been playing, you know, a little banged up, not 100% down the stretch as well after surgery. Um, so I loved watching her run and her, the ability for her to come home. I thought that was the coolest storyline. But the, the men's tournament had so many good games along the way. Um, upsets, you know, double-digit seeds making runs, St. Peter's. For me personally, my favorite thing – in the month of March was we took a vacation to Hawaii, five hour time difference. So I'm waking up at 6 a.m. to the sound of waves and I've got March Madness starting on my phone. It's, it was perfect. Um, I, I could just watch that tournament all day long. So I, I thought it was a great March, honestly, one of the better March Madnesses is um, that I can remember. And, you know, as Minnesota fans, they always want to bring it back. So, of course, Paige Beckers makes it. She's in it. You got Kerwin Walton for North Carolina. He's in it. So people in Minnesota always try to claim it. When when Tyus Jones was at Duke, when Trey Jones was at Duke, I mean, you got Jalen Suggs. You know, everybody thought of Gonzaga won. You know, it's another Minnesota championship. It's not Minnesota fans. We need the Gophers in it. And so the question I'm going to answer is how do the Gophers, women and men, how do they get back into it? Well, I think they started. You look at the Gophers. Uh, recruiting needs and what they did this year. So you got uh, Farrell Payne, you got Josh Ola Joseph, you got Braden Carrington, uh, all three out of Minnesota, all three top kids. Braden Carrington is Mr. Basketball. So Ben Johnson talked about the AAU trail and how he's going to do it differently than a lot of coaches in the past with, you know, really getting into these AAU teams and coaches and getting them to trust. And the trust has started. You know, you get two good kids, Farrell Payne, you know, the big six nine kid. Um, you know, that that was a that was a big one for him. And then you look at Amaya Battle, Mara Braun, Mallory Heyer, and uh Naima uh Holloway. Four McDonald's All Americans. The Gophers have the best recruiting class for women in their history. You got like the top 58 player, the top 26 player. I mean, you got four All Americans, a la Fab Five. I grew up in it. So I love that move by Lindsey Whalen. I would love to see at some point all four freshmen get a chance to play or start a game next year because I think that's the energy they will need in order to have a great season. But up next, we're going to have Spice Adams, the guru, coming up. But before we do that, another word from our sponsors. Rock Auto. Let me tell you about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers and makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on the computer, choosing the only brand that warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket with a mobile phone. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer that have everything. They have everything you uh, could possibly need. Brake parts, tall lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. 
Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And now it's time for what we've all been waiting for. Spice Adams is joining the Ron Johnson Show. Spice Adams went to the University of, or sorry, Penn State University. He also attended high school at Martin Luther King High School with me. So I grew up with this guy. He's my best friend. Uh, we have a ton of fun together. I want to welcome Spice Adams to the Ron Johnson Show. Spice, man, I'm wow. wearing shirts. I got, I got the Aha Ha shirt. Uh, <laughs> tell the people, for people that don't know what Aha Ha is, so I, I'm trying to do it. You know, that's the, the Aha Ha. I, I got it. I felt like that was a good one there. Um, that's something you started, man. You got merch on spiceadams.com. So if anybody's looking for the Aha Ha shirts or the Spice Adams shirts, go to spiceadams.com. But Spice, man, where did that come from? That come from when you get your hair cut and that's, 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 that's the laugh you do when you look in the mirror. When you look in the mirror, you, you're feeling good, you're looking good. That's, that's the laugh right there. You just, <laughs> <laughs> Everybody got that, 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 that clean, fresh feeling that as soon as they get out the barber chair, man, that's, that's the laugh you go to right there. Oh, man. And so, so, you know, speaking of looking good, you know, working out, you know, you were a football player. I played yes. basketball with you. You were not good at basketball. You were good at fouling. Hey, man, relax. At... Relax. I was, <laughs> you, I, was you, I was decent. You can make a layup and foul the crap out of somebody in the very next play. Or at the same time. I've never seen somebody get an offensive and one. Hey, this, is, this is the exact same thing I'm telling my son. Because he probably think these kids are flopping. I had to realize that the kids were not flopping. Like I was you're really big. that strong. Yeah, yeah. I just you, I didn't you, know. I didn't yeah, know, I saw man. I saw a little video of your son playing AAU, and you know I I need to work with him because we 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 know Bruh. what you're gonna teach. I'm gonna teach. Bruh. I'm he teach almost you. fouled out, man. I was like, yes, <laughs> we back, baby. The legend lives on. <laughs> For those that don't know the story, we we were on the I think like the the JV team in like the ninth tenth grade. Oh, Spice yeah, gets yeah, in the yeah, game. Yeah. Spice had fouled out within like five minutes. His mom got to the game yeah. and thought, like, why isn't my baby playing? She had no she, idea. This dude bro, she she could never be out. late. If she was ever late to a game, she'd be like, why is he on the bench the whole time? I already fouled out, mom. They call so, they keep calling it offensive foul for some reason. I don't get it. So let's stay with basketball. So you you had a chance. You you were down there at the uh the final four with Shaq doing the Cheez Its All Star Celebrity Game. Man, what yeah. was that atmosphere down there like? You know, one being around Shaq, but just the overall atmosphere of the final four. I was in the same hotel where Villanova was at. So okay, it was wild. Like that, I think they really had to shut the streets down. Everybody was was walking around and. Everybody was having their school colors on. You could, if it was nighttime, you wouldn't be able to sleep because it was just fireworks going on. Crowd was singing and dancing. They just shut the whole city down, man. It was it was dope though, man, just to be around, you know, everybody that are fans of their school and everything. And it was just like, man, like, I guess everybody just took off of work because everybody was there. Everybody was representing their school colors and their, it was dope, but the actual game that I did with Shaq, Shaq was the head coach and mm -hmm. Drew Brees was the coach of Pringles. I was on Team Cheez-Its, so um, 
you know, it it was dope, man. It was dope, man. It, it was a good experience, man. And, and when you look at like that group of celebrities, you know, people down there, I know, you know, Kareem Biggums, you know, that's your alter ego showed up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, what 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 is that like in that setting? Like, are you are you still like, man, that's so and so or man, that's you know, that's so and so or are you now kind of getting used to it being, you know, Spice Adams? I don't think you can never really get used to it. And uh, it's it's crazy how social media works. You know, you do all these different videos and things like that, and people share your videos. And so I go up and introduce myself to a lot of people and they just automatically laugh. And they're like, oh, I already know who you are. You know what I'm saying? I, I never assume that people know who I am. So, you know, for Quavo to be like, oh man, you know, your videos are hilarious, whatever that is. I'm like, man, this is Quavo from the Migos, <laughs> man. Like, this is Dude, I went to see Dr. Dre one time. And as soon know, as he I, sees me, he's like, this guy. I'm like, what? What are you, what? This is Dr. Dre. What are you talking about, man? So, I mean, it it, it never really gets old, man. And uh, I'm just grateful, man. You know, God is good, man. So it's it's uh, having me have a, a lot of different opportunities and, and meet a lot of different people, man. And it's, it's been a dope experience. Yeah, man. And so walking away from football, you know, when you look at what football did for you and now what social media did for you, there's people that don't even know you were a professional football player, I know. you know, for the 49ers and Bears. Um, it, it, you know, does that make you feel, you know, even more proud that not to say you needed football to do what you're doing, but mm -hmm. does that give you a sense of like, man, like, like I'm because I'm like me and Nate Burleson, for instance, we were texting last night and yeah. uh, his brother, Kevin Burleson, is here in Minnesota. And it's funny because Nate did like a group text. You know, how group text get Nate did a group text with me and his brother. And he's like, yo, Kev, uh, I, I forgot to let Ron know that you were in many. I need to connect you to Kevin's mm -hmm. like, nice to meet you, sir. I'm like, bruh, like it's your, like we went to school to get, you lived across the hall from me. And I was like, it's Ron, because he didn't know what Ron, he, you know, he probably he tried to be corporate thinking his brother's hooking him up with something. I'm like, man, it's yeah. Ron Johnson, man. Like from, from, from he's, he's like, oh, oh man. You know, he's like, man, yeah, for sure, man. Hit me up, man. Hit, I'm like, bro, I'm gonna hit you up on like Wednesday, man. Like I'm, I'm asleep. It's like, it's, it's like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. He's like, oh man, we just got back on a road trip, man. That's we get ready for the playoffs. Man. Cause he's coaching for the Timberwolves now. And so, because, uh, you know, we're going to have him on the Ron Johnson show and blah, blah, and do some stuff with the Timberwolves. But, you know, I look at that and, and what Nate Burleson, Nate Burleson texted me and said, man, because I said, I'm proud of you, man. Like what you're doing. He said, man, yeah. he said, you're doing it, too. You're showing people that we're more than athletes. We're more than just football. And, and you're one of the pioneers, man. Like you're out here. Like, I don't know how you have time to do the videos you do. For those that don't know, man, check Spice Adams out on Instagram. Like, the dude's videos are the funniest. I grew up with him, so some stuff I laugh at. Some stuff I'm like, man, that's just another day in trigonometry. He, he, he like, did that, you know, when he was in 10th grade <laughs> like, chemistry class. I had a, I had a 3 8 grade point. I did, my goal was to get you kicked out of class, man. I had a 3 and 8. I was, and it was, I, was I had a 3 8. I, I had successful. a 3 8 before I left or before I met Spice my freshman year. <laughs> After I met Spice, by the time I graduated high school, I had a 2.57. I, I kid you not, no cap. Hey, I don't lie. Don't blame I will show my me. transcript one day. I graduated a 2.57 because three years of dealing with this dude. I mean, it would get so bad that teachers would tell me, you got to stop laughing at him. I'm like, he's the one disrupting the class. Like, how am I in trouble? So 
but but looking at that man going back to kevin uh nate burleson's comment man like being pioneers of the game man like what what does that really mean to you when people say that like you you've shown athletes that they can do something different it's confirmation that you know i'm, I'm doing what I'm, I'm supposed to do like if, if you look at my videos and you laugh at my videos and you never knew that i played professional football then i'm doing what i'm supposed to do and it 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 brings me joy and happiness when people say I, I put up a post of me, an action shot of me with a 49ers uniform on making a tackle. And people are like, man, whoever your Photoshop guy is, he got <laughs> skills, man. Like people just, they can't even, they can't even comprehend it. They're like, no, not, not the funny dude that I see on Facebook, that I see on Instagram, Twitter. This can't be the same dude. This dude actually played? Like, yes, I did. Nine years. And so, <laughs> you know, for people to not even know that I played football is just, you know, a testament to what I'm doing as, as far as being an entertainer. Because that's really all I wanted to be was an entertainer. Like, you you know that. You've seen that in chemistry class. You've seen that in English. You've seen that, like, everywhere. But even walking down the halls. Remember the how only class to, I think the I only thing like class you could trip affect. me and I would like make all my books fall everywhere. Like I used to do all type of stuff, man. Like I'm glad we didn't have phones back in high school because we would have got I would have got uh, kicked out. You would they would have uh, loved you. Yeah. They would have kicked me out for laughing or doing something dumb. Uh, but I mean, yeah, the, I think the only class I did pretty well at was like Latin because that was the one class you didn't take with me. Like that was yeah. the only class where. But I still find I a way to get in Latin. I had Japanese. You had Latin. Konnichiwa. Man. That's crazy. You don't. You don't even so, use the Latin. You don't even I don't. use it. I use my Japanese. That's that's probably that's probably the only thing I know. You don't use Japanese. Stop it. Yes, I do, uh, man. <laughs> my kids like anime, man. They all into it, man. They be trying nah, to teach man. me stuff. Well, looking at, looking at what you've done. So we talked about that. So let's go on to now. You now are inside the Bears. You know, you work with uh, Lauren Screenden. I love her. She's great. We're going to get her on the show at some point too. Um, when you look at Inside the Bears being, you know, just a, a, a variety type show, interviewing players, and I, and I know you haven't been around much because I haven't been around. I'm going to the Vikings today, so I know how that is, and the offseason is a little bit different about time you spend over there. But just the immediate yeah. being around Chicago, I mean, you talk to Alex Brown, you talk to uh, Azuma, all, you know, Peanut Tillman. What's the mentality change now looking at Ryan Poles, you know, moving on from Matt Nagy? Ryan Poles, I actually – practiced against him he was my okay. teammate so you got a guy who actually played the game which i think is going to give them a lot of insight i think this draft is going to be huge for them they're already making moves they traded khalil Mack, so of course they're going to get some draft picks more draft picks than you know what they had or whatever so they're making moves and um we'll see what happens because everything looks good on paper but you still mm -hmm. got to get people together and have them gel and and you know be around each other doing events like we used to go bowling and we used to go out to dinner a lot of times and, you know as a group so i think um that's going to be real important with these these next uh upcoming weeks is to get everybody together and uh make sure everybody shows up for off-season workouts and um you, you you know how it is man i'm i'm, I'm yeah. singing to the choir right now man but <laughs> You know, you gotta you gotta get all these guys together, man, to understand one another. Because I remember playing with with Tommy Harris, and he liked playing with me because I gave him the freedom 
to make a mistake or to do mm -hmm. something. It'd be a lot of times where we'll have a defense called in the huddle, but Tommy may see something that his guard is doing that, you know, it, it doesn't make sense to do what the defense is called. So a lot of times I'll see a flash come across my face. And if I see that, then I know I got to go to his gap just in mm -hmm. case somebody runs in his gap. And I gave him the freedom to do that. And so this, uh, when, it, when it comes to defense, you got to get people together so that they can trust one another. And that yeah. starts early. That starts an off-season training. So it's it's one thing to get the guys in there, but it's also another thing for guys to jail together. So I think that's going to be huge. Yeah, and, and looking at Justin Fields, he made a comment to NBC Sports, and he said What'd he the say? first game. <laughs> what did he say, dog? I, I want to hear this. He said his quote, and I don't want to quote him wrong, was that the first game plan he saw from Matt Nagy, he was extremely uh -huh. disappointed. He didn't feel like they put him in a position to win. Uh, some mm -hmm. people say, well, maybe they didn't think Justin Fields was smart enough. Of course, that black quarterback stigma always pops up when people talk about Lamar Jackson and guys like that, that they try to dumb the offense down for them. I don't think that's true. Um, but when you look at Matt Nagy, you're not really having a true game plan because when you drafted Justin Fields, not knowing if he's going to be day one starter or not, X, Y, and Z, um, what, what do you think the, the future of what Justin Fields can be for the Chicago area? I like what he showed um, later on in um, you know, his, his rookie year. And I just think that as far as the offense for this year, they have to work towards his strength. You know, maybe have him roll out a couple more times. Maybe have him do some RPOs or something like that. Like use his talents, but don't don't overuse him. Like you don't want to. Like he found out a lot early. Like sometimes you just need to slide. All right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you. I know you want to try to get that extra yardage, but it's cool. Like you just got the first down. Sometimes it's cool to just go down and you know live to fight another day because people going for them ribs. People like, <laughs> it's not a game. And he found that out really, really quickly. You know, and I think he made a comment one time of, uh, you know, how, how fast they say the NFL is. That very mm -hmm. next game, people people showed him, like, hey, dude, you, you might need to calm down with what you're saying right now. Like, you give everybody bulletin board material. But I think the, the Bears really need to work towards his strengths. And um, I think he's going to spend that time to, um, you know, work on his game to polish some things up. I think he's already talking with a lot of his wide receivers right now. And, um, you know, hopefully they can all get together. And like I said, get that get that 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 bond that they need, you know, because, I mean, if you think about uh, I, I hate to like compare, you know, quarterbacks to like the all time greats. But mm -hmm. Tom Brady would be throwing to Julian Edelman like. You know, before the before it's the official offseason, you know, they'd mm -hmm. be throwing slants and, you know, all type of dig routes and stuff like that. So I think if he could just, you know, find the time to get with some of his wide receivers or maybe just meet them where they at and just say, hey, man, let's just go throw, man. Let's go, you know, let's go work out, something like that. You know what I mean? If he can start building that relationship right now, then I think we'll benefit when the season starts. And last one before I get you out of here, man, hot take. I know when you're looking at quarterback play, Tom Brady, you know, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, there's a lot of quarterbacks people would say we would take them over Justin Fields. Like we would trade Tom Brady for Justin Fields just to try to get one year and get a Super Bowl. Um, if you were to look at Justin Fields and Kirk Cousins, would you take Kirk Cousins over Justin Fields? <laughs> 
Hey man, you know what? Kirk Cousins get a lot of get a lot of heat, man, but he's really one of the top ten quarterbacks in the league. You know, yeah. if you if you look at his numbers, he I think he threw for more yards than the MVP. Yeah. The MVP this year was Aaron Rodgers, right? I think he he threw for more yards than he did. Maybe he had like he may have had like three or four more interceptions, but I'm I'm really like I'm I'm okay with you know his his stats for this year. Um but as far as it concerned with him over Justin Fields, the way the league is set up right now, they're paying off a of potential. So I I don't see the Bears taking on that contract right now. I don't think they can. Like, cause mm -hmm. I think Kirk Cousins, you gotta pay Kurt like at least 30 million. Yeah. I don't, I don't yep. think they they're gonna do that. That, that would be, nah, I don't think that's gonna happen right there. The thirty, <laughs> not for the thirty. No, uh -uh. we gonna we gonna stick with this two or three or whatever it is that we playing Justin Fields right now, and we gonna try to make it work. <laughs> well, I want to thank my boy Spice Adams for joining the Rod Johnson Show. Up next, we got sure. the daily three. That's three questions, three minutes. But first, a word from our sponsors. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest developments in sports, including the odds on this week's Masters field. They also have podcasts and reviews of the different leagues. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting, esports, and plenty of sports scores. I know that a lot of people live bet the Jayhawks last night, got paid big. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. And now is that time in the Ron Johnson show for the daily three. That's three questions, three minutes. And of course, I wore number three in college. So I love the number three. But Sam, take it away. NBA talk to start it out. Wolves have three games left all at home. They are still chasing the Nuggets and Jazz that number six seed they have had a heck of a time getting there and it's looking more and more like they're going to be the seven so if the play-in tournament started today they would play the los angeles clippers who just got paul george back do the clippers scare you ron well this is the thing about everybody scares me in basketball football you can you can kind of know who you're going to dominate you know if you're playing the lions in the playoffs you probably have an idea that you're going to beat the lions if you're playing the dolphins in the playoffs you probably know you're gonna beat the dolphins but in the playoffs in basketball it's so different like it does not matter what the season looked like in the nba i mean of course the top top is going to knock off the lower so we know the suns are going to get through this we know the heat are going to get through it pretty much but the, the, the big equalizer in basketball is the three-pointer. <clears throat> so getting Paul George back, we know a slasher, a scorer, a guy that can put up, you know, 15 in, in five minutes. That's what's scary is we know that if he gets hot, he can get going. And Anthony Lee Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, this is a new uh, venture for them in the playoffs. This is a new, this is new territory now. No, not say being solidified. Technically, they would have been solidified with the 7C right now. But now with this new play-in, um, having to play the 8C just to make sure you get your 7 seed. Uh, if you lose there, then you got to play the winner of the 9-10 seed. Uh, and so if that ends up being the Spurs, that's another scary one because it, it's like shooting free throws in a close game. 
and you're you're down two, you shoot a you shoot a three pointer and you get fouled. You make the first one, you're tied up. You miss the second one, you're still or sorry, you make the first one, you're down one. You miss the second one and you're still down one. Now it gets tight because you're like, I have to make this to tie this game up. If I miss it, we probably have to foul, blah, blah, blah. And so the moment gets big. Your palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on the floor, mom's spaghetti, you know, Eminem. But if you think about that, that's where the play-in gets scary. Because if you lose, now it's that second or third free throw. You've already missed one. It's that third free throw to try to make sure you're in it. Because now if you lose again, you're out. You went from the seventh seed to sitting on a couch, going to Cancun, preparing your offseason in Vegas. And that's where you don't want to be. You want to win that Clippers game. You want to you want to win it handedly. You don't want to have any question marks going to the playoffs and force the Clippers down to have some pressure in that AFC because then there's a chance they could lose to the winner of the nine or ten. Um, a, a lot of people seem to think it's the Spurs. I don't think the Spurs are what we, they used to be anymore. Pop's still there, but it's just not the same. You know, they don't have the Tim Duncans. Uh, they don't have the Manu Ginobili's. They don't have the Tony Park. Like it's not the same team. And so, but the Spurs still have pop. And that's the key is like in the playoffs, he can put some stuff together to get some, some points on the board. So that's my thought. I, I, I am scared of the Clippers, but only for the simple fact of it's about who can dominate and score. The Clippers went to Milwaukee and hung 153 points a couple of games ago. That That's enough to scare me right there. Next yeah. topic, Pro Football Focus released their newest mock draft. They have the Vikings taking Washington cornerback Trent McDuffie at number 12. Trent McDuffie. It's not sauce. I know you love sauce. Do you yeah. like that prospect? So there's the thing about cornerbacks in college. Um, I I think I've never been a fan of cornerbacks. I was a receiver. Uh, I grew up with a cornerback. My dad, two-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I grew up with a cornerback. So I, I grew up hating them because, you know, having Mel Blunt as a godfather, uh, my dad played corner for the Steelers. Um, just listening to these guys' stories all the time about how they used to beat up receivers, blah, blah. So when you think about cornerbacks, it's about the scheme. And, and that's where I can't really – I'm never going to put my stamp on a guy. I mean, Sauce, I think he's a, a, a generational-type corner. He's a kid that's long, can play anywhere. I also um, – you know, when you look at Elam Kair, a kid out of uh, Florida, another long – uh, kid, you look at a kid uh, that you can get in the later rounds out of Washington State, another long six-one corner. Um, but with McDuffie, again, anybody after that, like I, I like DJ. St I still like Stingley. Um, you know, I I just I'm I'm nervous. I don't know. I, this is the time of the year where I get nervous about every draft talk. I mean, they could be talking about quarterback right now in Malik Willis, and I'm going to be nervous about that. Like right now, I get nervous. I don't really settle in until probably right up until the draft because uh, we do a draft show for vikings.com and you know that's when I sit back and I really just take my time and understand what the situation is going to be who's going to be the next guy pick what's what you know what's all entail in this and so when I think about that pick for the Vikings I, I I don't I don't don't like it like I think having Patrick Peterson no matter who you draft I think he's going to help that was the thing with Cameron Dantzler and Gladney I think if you had Patrick Peterson if you rewind the clock you pick up Patrick Peterson early through some trade. You draft Gladney. You draft Dantzler. I think their NFL starts take a different trajectory. I, I think they have a true mentor. Um, off the field, I don't know. I don't know if Patrick Peterson is pouring into these guys off the field about what they should and shouldn't do. But on the field, I, I, I think the, the, the help is there. 
I think that it protects them from Zimmer because Zimmer is really tough on corners. We saw what Xavier Rose went through mentally and then how he bounced back and, you know, became who he is. Uh, but Zimmer's tough. You know, he was tough. And so I think Patrick Peterson, you know, he's going to be good for whatever corners they bring in. Um, I, I, I'm not afraid now of packaging that 12 and then trying to go get a later first this year and a first next year. Like, that's the other key. Partnering two first-round picks next year because you look at the draft next year, the quarterbacks that could potentially be in the draft next year. Um, I, I do like that partnering of the pick to get more picks and get more equity for next season um, because there are some later-round corners you can get. If someone jumped up to 12 and, and took that pick and grabbed Malik Willis and he went on to be a star, and that would be tough to swallow. I will say that. That would be real tough. That would um, be a tough one. Yeah. Yeah, moving on. Um, Bobby Wagner signed a five-year, $50 million deal with the Rams. We're wondering where are the Rams getting all this money. But a closer look at the contract revealed he's only making $10 million of that guaranteed, and they can basically get out after the first year. Why this is interesting, Ron, Bobby Wagner represented himself. He was his own agent. You're a former football player. I'm curious what your take is. Should players represent themselves in these big, high-level contract negotiations? Well, one, 3% of that amount of money is a lot to hand over to a guy. Um, so I understand that, especially when you're a veteran and you've known it, you, you know, you've had two or three contract negotiations already, negotiations. The tough thing about negotiating money, and here's the tough thing, and I deal with this in this business. When you know your value and you tell somebody your value and what you want to be employed by them, Having a buffer or a person that can be blunt and also receive blunt information without having you to hear it, I think that's key mentally. Um, it, it can be demoralizing sometimes for a guy to sit up there and say, I'm worth five, and they're like, man, you're worth one. You know, but for an agent to do it, you don't see that back and forth. You don't see uh, the, the angst. You don't see the, the second guessing of the, ah, I don't know if you're worth that. You know, um, I think the 10 million guarantee you know, it has to be some other stuff in there, the language in there we're not seeing. I hope, and so this is the thing, agents one thing, lawyers another. I'm pretty sure he has a contract lawyer, and that's what a lot of people do, because then you pay him hourly. You pay a contract lawyer hourly, just like another lawyer, which I know he has, and so that's what Bobby Wagner is doing. He's gonna get a contract lawyer to look over the contract before he signs it, make sure all the language is correct, make sure everything he wanted is conveyed and make sure everything the team is asking of him is in there, whether it's like, you know, you need to do 80% of your workouts to get this bonus. You need to, you know, play in 80% of the defensive snaps to get this bonus. You know, if we make the playoffs, you get another bonus. If we make the Super Bowl, you get another bonus. We win the Super Bowl. So all of that stuff is what Bobby Wagner's uh, contract lawyer probably looked over for him. And he, instead of paying this guy, you know, 3% <clears throat> of 10 million, you know, you know, which is $300,000 to just hand over. You can say, hey man, like what's your hourly rate? Guys, like I'm $1,000 an hour. Perfect. Takes a dude three, four hours. You just paid him four to five grand versus 300 grand. And so I think that's where it gets crazy and people just assume it's not the lawyer thing because people go with the lawyer thing where a person that represents himself in court is a, a fool, like, a, or the whatever. The lawyer that has himself as a client is representing a fool. Um, that's not the same thing here. This is a guy that knows his worth and knows he wants to get out of the team. So I'm, I'm with it. If you can save it, I'm always, I'm cheap. So if you can save money, I'm all for it. I just want to know if he got his signing bonus in Bitcoin. That's the other trendy thing that players <laughs> are doing. Not. It's all, yeah. all about Bitcoin. Yeah, that's, Bitcoin, that's, uh, Bitcoin's cheaper I get right it. Now. 
It is. I get it. As it goes down, you have to get it the right time. And then you have to have Hope Eli Musk and uh, Jeff Bezos decide to accept Bitcoin as payment. It's coming. I know it's coming. And so that's, it's, it's a long play. You have to have money to be able to sit your money in there and just wait for one of these chains and these wallets to be able to be used on the Amazon market. I think it's coming. All right. Bonus question. I want your knee-jerk reaction. We had the Final Four Masters playoffs in the nhl nba coming up is april the best sports month um i think it's a lot of stuff it's quality over quantity um the quality of the sports during april you get you do get a, a nice chunk of march madness um you know the, or the the beef of the march madness um not the potatoes and the vegetables but you get the actual meat um you get the draft coming up you get these all these off-season acquisitions you got the wild playoff run you got the nba playoffs so yeah i see that um, so I, I think it, I think it's up there. I, I definitely think college football and NFL football live, uh, in serious times is, is more, is, is better than anything else. I like December when you think about bowl games, national championship, you think about the NFL playoff push in December, uh, you got Christmas. I know it's not a sport. Santa's not doing it, but I, I do like December as well. Yeah. I'm an October guy. You know, I think you need to have real football being played. And I like the World Series tossed in there, too. You got uh, you got hockey and basketball on the horizon. So I'm more of a fall sports guy, but I, hey, I still love me some uh, some NBA playoffs. <laughs> well, that'll do it for the Ron Johnson Show. I want to thank everybody for listening. Please subscribe to the Ron Johnson Show wherever you get your podcast. Just search Locked On Sports Minnesota, and you can download the Ron Johnson Show. Subscribe also on YouTube as well. But thanks for watching, and thanks for listening. Have a great day.